I don't believe in colleges and universities. I believe in libraries because most students don't have any money. When I graduated from high school, it was during the Depression and we had no money. I couldn't go to college, so I went to the library three days a week for 10 years. Ray Bradbury. Recruit entry. Empowering your employment. Featuring our guest, Nathan Knoll. Today, we're going to have another special guest from IFU Solutions of all places is going to be the executive director and CEO, Nathan Knoll. Nathan, glad to have you on. Welcome, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. So uh, for the listeners who really aren't super familiar with, obviously, what iFuse is about and how it came to be, like you and I are a little bit more privy to, you know, what's it about and really what is its purpose in the job placement world? iFuse Solutions is something I kind of came up with not coming from the staffing world myself. It was kind of one of those things that I saw a a pretty big need for someone with my skill set and kind of my background to kind of enter staffing from a candidate's perspective perspective, uh, as well as from the client's perspective. So I had a unique kind of view of things. And quite honestly, when I got into it, I didn't know exactly what all I was getting into. And I really like to do things that way. I mean, I did my research. I, you know, obviously that, but I didn't go work for some of the bigger firms. Like a lot of people probably start staffing firms. That's what they did for years. And I come from it. I was an IT guy. You know, I did uh, consulting. I worked for hospitals uh, in my career for insurance companies, you know, as the in-house IT person. And, you know, as my career kind of grew, I either was being recruited for other jobs or I was sitting in a seat where I needed to utilize recruiting and staffing firms. So um, a light bulb kind of went off in my head and came up with iFuse Solutions. You know, we wanted to distinguish ourselves as, you know, we, we work strictly in that IT vertical. And like I said, just kind of, you know, got into it. We're coming up on our, to start our fifth year here. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. That's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's really cool when you do have somebody who was originally a candidate, again, not from that recruiting body of work, if you will, just being familiar with really both sides of the operation. I just feel that it allows the merriment of finding a job and also just being realistic with goals. Because as you've mentioned, there are very, very large staffing firms that that personal approach and and multi-touch approach, it just doesn't happen. They don't have the time. They may have the resources manpower wise, but it just doesn't feel the same. So I fuse, I feel like just, just from the website and, you know, talking with a couple of people and obviously having Aaron as one of our recent uh, guests as well, you know, it's just, it just feels different, at least to me. And I hope the same uh, for candidates who do, you know, who do cross uh, pass with you guys. You know, and, and I love hearing you say that it feels different to you because that was my goal, Michael. You know, I've almost made it a point not to go ed- to these bigger firms and learn how they, I don't I don't want to know the nuances of how they do things because quite honestly, even when I was being recruited, I felt like there was pieces of the puzzle being missed. You know, the, the people who were talking to me about, hey, this particular job, I want to put you in front of this client. I thought, I don't know that you're asking the right questions. I almost felt like, and maybe this is just the CEO in me, I felt like I could do a better job, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess a lot of times, a lot of businesses that in my mind are really successful come with that kind of attitude. Whoever founded it saw a need in the market and they went for it. I was lucky enough to, you know, have just such a supportive wife and family that, you know, allowed me to do this. When I hear you say we feel different, that's kind of our mission. 
you hear that from a lot of different small businesses. They want to, you know, they got to rise above the noise. I want to be different. So to actually hear someone that kind of touched and felt our company from the outside say it's uh, different, that's, I mean, hey, that makes me happy. Well, I'm glad. And, and again, it's it's true words. And this is essentially why, you know, I'm doing the podcast and essentially the series, because there have been just so many experiences for me in the industries that I'm in. I cover, I cover quite a few. I mean, design, marketing, business admin, there could be temporary contracts. And it really just feels like a cattle call. You know, if you were in LA and you're an actor, hey, this would be right up your alley, except it's for actual, you know, normal day-to-day employment. Just having so many bad experiences so quickly and so back to back for so many years, I have a lot of good contacts and you seek out those people. I mean, it's the same thing when you go to a a company and you deal with a manager or you deal with that specific branch, you're usually doing that because of the customer service that you're getting there. You can go to any branch of their bank or any of their grocery stores or what have you, but you go to that one more often than not, probably because of location. But if you have the option of five or six of them in the area, there's a reason why you go to that one. We've had a couple of uh, conversations, you know, prior to this podcast. It's awesome. You know what I mean? You you feel that. And when somebody actually wants to make that difference and take the lead, you know, you went from, again, being a candidate, being recruited and going, hey, I can do better. We can do better as an industry. And then setting forth and doing that. I mean, that's really commendable. That's essentially what we want to do. We want to have better candidates. We want to have a better vetting process and essentially just having everybody work. If you're working, people are getting jobs. It's a win-win for everybody involved. That's the whole point. Yeah, I I would agree. And, you know, in business has always been, you know, something that I really hold near and dear to me. I I just have always been fascinated by the process behind it all. And when I was in IT as an engineer, you know, I worked on like VMware type implementations or Windows type stuff. You know, I never really got to touch the business side of it until I got into consulting. And once I got into that, I realized I could have a direct impact on my company's profitability. It was like sparks flew, man. I was like, oh my gosh, so I can be an IT guy and I can do business. Mm -hmm. And then when I you know, sought out staffing. It was like, it was that on steroids. It really drew me to it. But I will say this when it comes to business, because I do pay attention to different business practices. When you say that, it's it's very similar. Like if I've got a hardware store in town and I've always believed this and I preach it at my company, if I've got a hardware store in town and when I walk in there, I've got people coming to me saying, how can I help you? And then there's another one across the street and, and they almost dart down an aisle to not help me that experience that you get at the one, I tell my employees, it comes from the top. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how a business can transform through good leadership of just practicing that customer service aspect. I I mean, here at iFuse, I try to put that first and I hope it's coming through. Well, I mean, time will tell. You guys have been there for about five years. Got a a couple of really cool people who I've actually crossed paths with. So I think you're doing a good thing so far, you know, But, but again, having that trickle from the top effect, you know, it is really critical. There is something that I've actually talked with somebody about recently about, you know, the greatest lesson a boss can really teach is how to keep and compose themselves during an exceptionally hard loss or or difficult time. Maybe you lose a a good client or contract, or maybe just for whatever reason, something didn't work out. You had a bad Q3. I really would love to hear your thoughts on the statement and that thought process and, and why you would think that way. 
So I'm not going to come on here and act like I'm perfect. I mean, I make mistakes. Uh, I'm just like everyone else. I learn from mistakes and I try to relay that down to my staff as well. You know, as I kind of go through our attempts, any new business, especially when you're new, things are going to happen that you don't expect. You know, business is a, it's a tough world out there. So we just, like you said, try to be an example for your people. You know, let them know at the end of the day, everything's going to be all right. So we've been able to do that. I mean, we've had some bad quarters for sure. And in the beginning, I can't say I was perfect. You know, I may come in and I'm completely stressed out. But at the end of the day, you know, sit down with my people. And I would say that one thing that because I was an employee, I always try to put myself as the owner of the company in their seat. And I've been there and, and I look at it this way. You know, when you're looking at a mirror, a glass mirror, right? Like you see on the cop shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. On the one side, you can see through and on the other side, you can only see a reflection. You know, when you're the owner of the company, it feels like you can see through, but a lot of times your owners or your employees can't see you. They can see you from the outside, but they can't see everything that's going on behind the scenes. So, you know, I try to have empathy for that and uh, know that when I was an employee, I couldn't see all the things that I am going through now, the the people who own the companies I work for. And uh, it's been eye-opening. Like I said, I'm not perfect, but I just try to do my best to uh, put my employees first and, and let them know that, Everything's going to be all right. You know, we're all going to work hard and things happen in business and let's band together and get through it. I had a boss one time that actually said the same thing to me where you really want to address an employee's fears, needs and desires because that's really what we're all looking for. We all have fears. We're all human. And the ability to be able to to relay that message, that that empathy, that, hey, I am your boss, but you can come talk to me. You can trust me. We're all going to work hard, but at the end of the day, it's going to work out. It is something that I feel with smaller companies, it's definitely easier to do. You lose it as you grow too big, you know, because again, that becomes more of an HR uh, aspect and they may not handle things the same way as a smaller company or, or as a CEO. But, you know, also if there is bad boss tactics and practices, you know, it's, it, you're going to feel it, you're going to see it. And it is really going to demoralize your employees if they see that, you know, hey, we should be acting this way, or we are told this or that, and then it doesn't follow through. You know what I mean? I do. And so and I fear that as we grow too. I mean, we do want to grow at IQs. I mean, we want to take what we're doing and show the rest of the world. We are going to lose a little bit of that. You know, my, my example, the hardware store, those are huge companies. And it is a completely different feel when you walk into those places. And that always kind of fascinates me because you know it comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts somewhere and it trickles down through. And it's amazing that you got those huge companies that can have, that do basically the same thing. And you have completely different experiences as a customer walking into them. So you may lose a little bit of that, but there's also, you know, as long as you have your finger on the pulse and you care and you do have that empathy for your employees, Um, you should still be able to get the experience you want. I agree. Switching around now, so looking towards, you know, candidates that you've worked with or that you may potentially be working with, you know, from your experience, also being a candidate yourself and now really focusing that hardened talent into, I like to say, the canvassing of careers. What are three solid points that candidates can really focus in on that you could share that they could benefit from during their, their job search? Well, the first thing that I really have noticed is when I got into this and I saw this as a candidate, and this is where I can kind of relay how I felt being recruited and where I thought there could be a better job being done. You know, it's all about the keywords on the resume. That's first and foremost. I mean, if you know it, put it on the resume. That's how recruiters and 
you know, whether it's an internal recruiter at a big shop or it's a staffing agency, they're looking for keywords on a resume or your LinkedIn profile, stuff like that. So if you know it, definitely put it on there. You never know when one little thing that you think is insignificant is a small little application I worked on is important because there could be someone out there that's like, man, I really want someone with this skill, but if they can match it with this, it's my perfect candidate. Well, a lot of times candidates may think, well, I don't need to put that on there. So I would say definitely, you know, keeping an up-to-date resume and having yourself out there is important. From the human aspect of it, since I've been on this side of it and I've been working with, you know, HR side of the business and people who are looking to hire, it's all about culture. You know, show your personality in an interview, even when you're talking to that recruiter. I can't express enough how important that is to show who you are. Because at the end of the day, who you are might not fit over here, but it will fit somewhere. You know, there is a home for everyone. And you know, when I kind of got in and saw it from this light, I realized how important that personality piece is. We all got to have the skills. You're going to work with a group of people every day and you need to match. You know, you've you got to be cohesive with those so you can grow, you can flourish um, and be successful in that job. So, you know, that's one. Uh, culture would be two. And three, be responsive, be on top of your game. If someone says they're going to call you at six o'clock, you know, please be ready for the phone and be ready to answer questions. Um, that goes a long way. You know, I realize now when I'm working with people, when they're punctual, when they're on top of it, when they're answering questions that maybe I was getting ready to ask before I even asked it, you know, they're on top of their game. I can't wait to get that candidate in front of my client, multiple clients. You know, this guy is this, or this woman is just, you know, a rock star. They're very employable and they are not only going to make iTunes look good, right? I mean, that's part of it is we need to do our job. Companies are paying us to do a service, but it makes them look good and everyone's happy in that. So just being on top of your game, uh, you know, at iFuse, we have a lot of little sayings that we use or slogans, I guess, and, and being on it is one of them. Like if you go to our website and check out our blog and being on it is one of them. And we just, you know, if you do that, it's going to open a lot of doors for you. I like that. That's valid. And it's the easiest thing to be is just be yourself. Don't be obnoxious. But, you know, if you feel a certain way about how you do things, that is your that's your style. You know, that's your that's that's what sets you apart from other talent. And also people like that. If you humanize what you're about or your, you know, your interest. I've had a lot of those conversations. I remember having interviews with Apple and they literally talked little to nothing about what your experiences have been in the past working wise. They literally made the first two or three rounds of interviews about you, what what you're about, what's your passions, what do you do on the weekend? What do you do with family? They really want to know what you're about because again, this is your work family. You spend probably 70 percent of your day-to-day operations with these individuals. So it really needs to be a good fit. And, you know, you want to know that when you're done, maybe you want to grab a bite to eat with somebody after work or something like that, go to an event together and know that you can do that without any problems. Well, and, I, and I'd say, you know, along with that, just being truthful, you know, and that's part of like you're showing your personality. I mean, it does no one any good to go tell someone what you think they want to hear, because quite honestly, you may be doing that and it's turning them off a little bit. When if you would just be yourself and give truthful answers, they're like, that's what I was looking for. It also feels more authentic as well. I mean, if you're being yourself, again, it's the easiest person to be. <laughs> you know, so if I if this is how yeah. I feel, this is how I am. And there's a value behind that as well. You know, the, it's it's great to have a narrative, but I mean, again, there's so much editing going on for that. It's, it's, it's just not necessary. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do, you know, again, when you're talking with people, and that's just how I am, especially with these podcasts, I love the opportunity that you do get a chance to get to know somebody and you are able to 
you know, let's say if you go to an interview, you're prepping for an interview, right? There's so much tension, pressure, focus. I love the interviews where the hiring manager comes out or the recruiter comes out and says, hey, you know what, we're going to step, you know, next door. There's a Starbucks there or something. Let's sit down. Let's, let's grab a, you know, grab a bite to eat or something like that. And it's such a like no pressure situation. You get more legitimate answers, more you know, authentic responses from somebody because you're actually having a conversation. That's essentially what an interview is. It's a conversation of information between two parties, you know, that you're passing back and forth and you're looking for certain answers. Sure. But you're still wanting to get to know that person is the whole point. Absolutely. Yeah. And I listen as the owner of my company. So I have to now interview people to join IPUs and join our calls and join like be a part of what we are. And it's such an important thing to get that right. I try to make it as relaxed as possible, but you also got to understand that these people, yeah, they're going for a job. Making that relaxed is really important. It's a skill. Good interviewers, good hiring managers, kind of innate to them. It's just one of the abilities they have. And that's a finesse. It's really an art, just like negotiation or closing a sale, just that finesse of being able to talk to somebody and get to know them and remember what they're about and, and getting that critical information, obviously, that you're that you're there for. You know, there, there is really a, a dexterity, uh, you know, to it, if you will. So as you are, obviously, you know, looking for uh, individuals to join the IPU's crew and you're talking to, to candidates in general, was there really anybody specifically who just really stood out or impressed you during an interview or a meeting or, or something like that in your minds over the past couple of years? When I'm hiring for iFuse, one of the things that it's important to everyone and, and money is, a, is an issue that everyone's got to navigate. Um, we do have to talk about it. I mean, you do work to support your life and not the other way around. But when I get people that when I'm talking about my shop that I talk to that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, and you can tell, and it comes through on that, you know, I can't wait to bring them onto the team. And because we're a startup, getting people that, you know, look at that and look at the potential of the opportunity in front of them, rather than, hey, I just got to have this dollar amount. If it's all about the money to you, iTunes probably isn't your spot. And a lot of our clients are the same exact way. But, and I do say that understanding that, listen, at the end of the day, we all do need to feed our families. So it is important, but, and I would say, you know, over time we've gotten really good at just kind of navigating that. Let's get it on the table. I'm not gonna ask you what you were making before. I'm gonna ask you for this opportunity. What is your target? Where do you wanna be? Where are you comfortable? Because that in itself, I like to say, most people look at that as the most important thing when taking a job is that finance piece. If I can just take care of that and say, listen, that's gonna be good. You fit culturally here. That the money piece is just, we got to get that out of the way. And I don't want to have to worry about it again because I want to work with you personally. That's really, so when I meet people like that and I would say Aaron Stahl, I mean, someone that's, you know, joined iFuse, she is just a rock star in every facet. You know, I mean, she's been promoted now. She's, she's in charge of our business development and she came with that attitude and she just thoroughly impressed me. And she's, you know, done that with everyone that I put her in front of, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, I get a lot of people coming back and, um, but it's not just Aaron. I mean, Melissa Moskalink, who uh, works with us is she was my administrative assistant. She came with the same attitude, you know, tell me what needs done. I, you know, I'm not afraid of it. You know, I want to help this thing get off the ground. And it's just been fun to work with people like that. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, I've, I've, I know Aaron quite well myself and I, I, we used to talk. She used to be a rock star. I think she's more of a country rock, <laughs> country yeah, rock yeah, chick yeah. now. Uh, but amazing, no amazingly talented. What's that? 
no pun intended, right? No, so, absolutely. Uh, but I mean, amazingly gifted individual. Um, anybody who I know who is going to be really passionate about their talent and their art like that, and then also trying to support them uh, professionally, I'm totally for that. And she's she's just very, very great to uh, anybody who I've heard or referred to her or speaking to her myself. So it's just the energy about her is great. And if she is any example, you know, I'm sure that anybody in the organization sort of beams that same you know, radiance of energy. And that's, that's just cool. You know, you got to really appreciate that. That's right. And when you find a good one, Michael, uh, you do what you can to keep them around. So, now are we talking about wives um, here? Or are we talking about jobs? <laughs> hey, hey, both of them, right? Happy wife, happy life. That's for sure. You know? Um, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what I do like to usually wrap up our episode with is obviously being in the industry as much as you have been, uh, what, what there's got to be a ton of horror stories. So I usually say, you know, share with us and the listeners, uh, you know, one horror story uh, worth mentioning. And then uh, to end on a good note, an awesome placement story or hiring story or something like that uh, to wrap things up with. So, I, you know, I don't know if this is a good story to tell everyone, but it's a horror story for sure. Um, and it shows kind of uh, what we did. And I'll try to make it short, but long and short of it is I, you know, early in our career at IFUSE, I placed a candidate and you do everything you can to vet these, you know, candidates and you, you, you trust them, you know, as their employer, you know, he's W2 employee to us. And he got involved in some things with a client that we had placed him with. Um, and it ended up, there was, there was some theft. Okay. But what we did was, uh, we made it right. We had to actually track down 22 laptops uh, that were taken from a client. Uh, in the end, that candidate actually helped us do it all. So, and we hope that we, you know, were a beacon of light for him. And so that was, it turned out to be pretty good because the client then turned around and said, wow, I can't believe you did that. Most people just say, hey, I'm going to turn that into my insurance company. And we didn't. We went and made it right. We got all of their product. We returned it to them. They are the biggest client of mine for sure. And uh, it's just really bonded our relationship. So that is a horror story that you probably won't hear from other people, but something we had to go through that uh, we ended up making right. That's awesome. Now, well, that's like a combination. It's a horror story and a, an awesome ending story all in one. So I, I like that. And it also shows just your flexibility and your willingness in the industry to, you know, step out of the boundaries. You know, as you get bigger, the, the companies, they, and I'm not going to name them because there's so many different ones that do the same thing. It's like a typecast. You know what to expect. You know that it's going to be just, you know, a wash as far as for communication. And I was talking to somebody two days ago, actually, and they're like, yeah, we do this. Just send over your resume and this. And I'm like, okay, well, what kind of work, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically canvassing, you know, their, their dialogue. No, no, yeah, we, we do all, just send it over and a good time to call. I just, you know, it's a total turnoff because we're not really having a conversation. It's really, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to hit points as far as for goals and metrics. And when it starts bleeding through to be blatantly obvious, that's what you're doing. It's just a cringeworthy time. You don't want to do that. You know, it's, I, I want to make it all, I want to make it a conversation. I want to make it, you know, organic. That's the whole point of doing it. Yes, we have meetings and things like that, but don't make it that obvious, man. Like it, that's really, that's really, really bad. So. Well, right. And that's one thing I will say, and I know we're trying to wrap this up, but I fuse, 
you know, metrics are, you got to have them to, you know, as your own personal goals. But I try really hard not to worry about the the metrics as much as just the process of getting there. If it's that, you know, you should be talking to this many people or submitting this type, this many people, we're always using those to see what we can do and create relationships. I mean, that's really what I want is I want our people to have as many relationships as possible in true relationships, Michael. You know, Aaron knows you. And she knows a lot about you. And that's what we really like is because when that job comes up, like I said, that culture piece is so important. If you're hitting all the marks for this client on that piece, the rest of it will take care of itself. Absolutely. And that's the thing they don't forget. And that's what I like. I like people that I can talk to because the whole point of this is, again, engaging individuals, having good conversations, providing value on both sides of the table at the end of the day, both getting what we want. That's the whole point of doing this. And it just can be done so much easier (laughs) with the right individuals and just the right focus. So, you know, Nathan, I appreciate it. Uh, You can find Nathan on LinkedIn, uh, also online directly at ifusesolutions.net or also with their company pages on Facebook and Twitter. Again, really appreciate your time and, and being a guest on the podcast, Nathan. So thank you very much. Hey, been a blast. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks. Have your own recruiter or candidate story that you'd like to share with us? If you're listening on YouTube, comment below. Otherwise, feel free to email your experience to ask at recruitmentry.com. You can find our full conversation of this episode on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash recruitmentry. Thanks for checking out this episode and feel free to like, subscribe and share the content. A Mike Tech Studios production.